0: Hi guys, this is Sandeep Agarwal. I am founder and
1: CEO at Droom. This could be a great intro. Hi, I'm Akshay.
0: Hi, this is Saurabh. and you are listening to the Founder Thesis podcast. We meet some of the most celebrated startup founders in the country. And we want
1: to learn how to build a unicorn.
2: Tata, Birla, Modi. These are the names associated with the first generation of business people from India. They were the early pioneers in setting up large organizations in India. Similarly, when one would talk about the pioneers of building unicorns in India, there would be only one man who has done this not once, but twice. And that man is none other than Sandeep Agarwal, the founder of ShopClues and Room. Sandeep's had a fascinating journey, first as a ringside observer to the internet boom and then as a participant. Sandeep built up his reputation as one of the most savvy Wall Street analysts, and his insights at work combined with his personal history of growing up in India, built up the conviction in him that the time was right to start an internet business in India. And the rest, as they say, is history.
0: Born and raised in Chandigarh, happy family. Big family. We had a big house, and in a hindsight, it was so beautiful and amazing. So there was a very acute family pressure that I should also pursue chartered accountancy, and I was already doing bachelor in commerce. So it was a natural progression. But when I enrolled for chartered accountancy or CPA, somehow I did not realize, but I was less happy. And anyhow. I tried a few things, nothing worked out because I was really not trained for that career track. But when it worked out, I ended up doing my master's in Door. There, there onwards, somehow, I know uh, academically also started doing much better. And uh, so I graduated from there. I did my internship with Kotak Mindra Goldman Sachs joint venture in Mumbai. And uh, although, in the hindsight, if I look at it, I would say this was more like partly research, partly wealth management. So, anyhow, But I had more academic curiosity. I wrote a G.I.T. exam, went to U.S. for my higher studies and uh, during the first dot-com boom, graduated from the business school. When I was doing graduation, that time the first dot-com boom was happening. When I connected dots, I realized that it was very bad time to be in a business school. I should have been in a Silicon Valley. But when I graduated, 9-11 happened and dot-com bust happened. And when I connected uh, uh, dots, I realized I'm in a business school now rather than in a job market. But opposite oh, was true for me. I ended up getting a job in Schwab.com, the largest online stock brokering firm. I was hired part of the very respected leadership program run by Mr. Chuck Schwab, who personally ran this program. And I was one of the salmon out of the 88 who were chosen for this job. I actually first created a credit risk system for the money market mutual fund of Charles Schwab. Which invested in 5,000 banks around 190 billion dollars. So in 2010, I saw, I thought that while internet industry was 16 year old, it was starting to be get ready for a prime for e-commerce and many other opportunities. Very similar to what happened in China from 2000 to 2010, and very similar to what happened in Silicon Valley from 1994 until 2010. So I thought if those two countries are precursor to what can happen in India, I should be there in India, not writing research reports. I make close to a million over a year, but I should create an underlying asset. And with that thought in mind, resigned from my one million dollar Wall Street job for which I worked for over a decade. Why e-commerce? Yeah, yeah. It was very clear. It is a marketplace. It's a e-commerce. It's for India. So. By the time it is Father's Day and I resign, I'm already into that idea for 8 months or 10 months. Uh, like, had you built a prototype or what had I you done? By, from January 2011 until May 2011, I already had a full and up and running technology. I had three different vendors, one in Mumbai, one is in London, one is in Ukraine working on my idea.
1: Yeah, like like you saying, software vendors like
0: they were right. coding and building. The, okay. the software uh, shop Shop News first ever release. And why the name Shop News? I was like I covered internet sector for living. I knew all these how we have home remedies, how we have lot of wisdom about Silicon Valley. So I would like to say that I was very fortunate to gather a lot of wisdom of Silicon Valley. So because of the B two C consumer internet play. I tried, honestly, 2,000 names. I can even tell you the story. Shopclues was not our most favorite name. But we were getting close to launching our business. And Cruise was a placeholder since January of 2011. In September 2011, after moving to India, I sent an email to my entire team, maybe eight people. That guys, a month from now, we must settle on one name. And after that, we cannot change. Shop clues has been the uh, name so far, this is not written on stone, if you have a better name and you can convince everyone, we will go with that name, if nobody of you come up with a better name, we will go with shop clues, this is not necessarily the best name, but let's say five years from now, if we fail and we analyze why we failed, I can tell you, name shop clues will not be the reason why we will say we failed. But it was a very weird name, right? It was not Snapdeal or Flipkart. And by the way, I had a much more. There's a little bit more story is I had 200 more things around clues. So I had a travel clues, investment clues, education clues, and you did it. I had 220 names, which and they were already a vertical play. I would like to say I had a... I didn't have a vertical in the vertical. I had a verticals in the horizontal. Then they, I teamed up with three more people in Silicon Valley. Second one, because he was VP of engineering with one of the technology company, which was ran by one of my friends. So they all were Indian. And they were like me living in Silicon Valley for 12, 15, 18 years. And I made one thing very clear that this is a consumer internet business for India. Cannot be built from Silicon Valley. So you have to be on the ground. So all of us sold our household, moved to India. An e-commerce business, I,
1: I believe like supply is more important than demand, right? Like creating good supply, good catalog, that has to be yeah. solved first before you solve for yeah. demand. Well, so, so,
0: Akshay, so Akshay, for short clues, there are a couple of things which were very different than any other who was operating in e-commerce category. But that was a whole thesis, why I left my $1 million Wall Street job, why I left Silicon Valley. Why I put all my eggs in one basket called Shop Cruise is because Shop Cruise became first ever marketplace in India, independent of category. And then, and this is was that the India's largest retailer is going to be an online company. And that online company will be a marketplace model, asset light, just in supply type of model rather than a inventory like model. We on record were the world's first ever e-commerce company who became managed marketplace. And what does that mean is fulfillment by the marketplace, return policy, common return policy by marketplace and all the payment policy by marketplace. So we did not give control for fulfillment, return and payment to the sellers.
2: If you like to hear stories of founders, then we have tons of great stories from entrepreneurs who have built billion dollar businesses. Just search for the founder thesis podcast on any audio streaming app like Spotify, Ghana, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to the show.
1: So, uh, uh, did you have the most tech startups have then garage phase, where, like the founders sitting in a garage in Silicon Valley or in India's second like apartment
0: phase? Uh... Yeah, absolutely. See, 10th October 2010, I started Shop Clues from my house in Silicon Valley. So next 10 months, literally, it was absolutely my garage in my house in Silicon Valley or my backyard or one of the room and everything was full of whiteboards and all that environment. When I came here, I lived in a corporate housing for four months and that was a garage. You can say everyone operated from there and then we did our first office which is not far from the Google India's office here in Gurgaon. And in fact, we started from there. Literally, have seen even our first fulfillment center was also the basement of the same office. And until we reached 200 orders per day, probably 30% of the packages were packed by me and my team, not just the packaging-wise and the fulfillment. How did you build supply? It is important to do that first, like onboarding merchants. Look, we were starting to get out of our corporate housing to our office in Gurgaon. So we met someone who was going to supply a few laptops and printers, which we needed to run our office. We I asked that guy, why don't you start selling online? And he says that, sir, I don't know English. And I run a very big business. I said, I'm not charging anything from you. You only pay when you sell. And you have this big facility, but it's only open from 11am until 8pm. You are only selling to someone who knows you or stop by at your shop. Right? Imagine your store is open 24 by 7 Pan India. Imagine you getting an order from Coimbatore or Guwahati. So he found that very intriguing. He said, Sir, I don't know English, but my wife is an engineer. So this Sunday, are you working? I said, No, but I'll come to office. He said, Okay, I, my wife, will come to your office. You meet me on Sunday. I take one of my team members and we open office. And he and his wife, they stay for one hour and she's, she, I remember giving uh, like a th- thumbs up to her husband after she heard us. So next 10 weeks, I or my team member will go to Mr. Jan's dealership in and we will literally take our laptop and make digital catalog. Because see that time for everything, there's a digital catalog in India now. That time there was nothing. So we call it 3P, product, price and picture. We said, you give us three, th- three P, we will handle everything else. And so we will go and create their catalog because they did not even have a product and price and picture, right? So we create that catalog. Then one of my friends, he and another friend who ran this company called Happily Unmarried. It was a famous cool brand. This company has now come up with multiple T2C brands doing very well. So they were building this early stage of building Happily Unmarried, very similar to some of these D 2 c brand. So we tell them. We told them, why don't you start selling? They started selling rupees keychain, two hundred rupees coffee mug. Then I met a friend of mine in in Ahmedabad, uh, and his neighbor actually offered this business where you could give your digital picture, and they'll play, they'll print it on a coffee mug. So I said, why don't you come online? Then I met another person who ran another home furnishing. So that's how the first four or five people happened. Like literally, who 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 matters socially, or who supplied us something. And then, then we did a business development team. We had a lot of crazy ideas in terms of how the supply can be built. What should be our pitch? What should ever go to market material, etc. And for its time, it worked. We had this, we started having thousands. Our pitch was solid. We did lots of community work. We did seller summits. So imagine in a farmhouse in New Delhi, you have 400 sellers who sell on shop crews coming, and we are welcoming them and giving them free things giving them product demo. They are staying for dinner. Dance going on. Then a art ceremony, most of these sellers have never uh, ac- academically accelerated. Now receiving a trophy, becoming a largest seller or the best rating, etc. And so all those systems started shaping up. All of a sudden, we had India's largest supply, while our competitors had a much higher GMV because they only sold laptops, electronics. And while we sold clothing, shoes and accessories, health and beauty, jewelry and watches, gift and flower, and that made for money, average selling price was less, number of orders were so much more. And we had our unit economics so much more in our favor. What was your revenue model in this? Like you would keep a percentage of sale price? Oh. our see that time it was not uncommon if you wanted to have a listing fee, insertion fee or something. But even that time, large businesses did not know the word called e-commerce. I'm not kidding. And our supply was going to come from traders and retailers. So we kept it very simple, performance-based managed marketplace, pay only when you sell. So it was X percentage by category. In mobile electronics, we made, let's say, 5 to 9%. In clothing, shoes, and accessories, we made 10 to 18%. In extremely high, let's say, a category, which has a 60%, eighty percent gross margin, we made 18%. So I would say 3% to 18% average was roughly 12%. Akshay, there are a couple of things because I had a Wall Street training, I had a firm belief eventually the largest retailer of India will be an online company and that online company will be just-in-time supply, like a marketplace rather than not a marketplace. Secondly, because India is a low-trust market with the e-commerce services not fully evolved, so marketplace has to be managed. We actually did not offer cash on delivery. And... When I started Shop Cruise, 80% of India's e-commerce was cash-on-delivery. For Shop Cruise, it was only 8%. We focused more on unstructured categories such as clothing, shoes and accessories, health and beauty, jewelry and watches, gifted flower. And another thing was we focused, we catered to second and third tier India rather than tier 1 cities.
1: How did you acquire customers like you wanted to focus on tier two, tier three cities? These
0: customers would be tough to acquire through like regular online ads, right? Akshay, I, as a Wall Street analyst, I covered Amazon and eBay, but I also covered Uh Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, Yahoo, etc. So I was as familiar with uh, internet marketing as with e commerce. That time, India. uh, a typical Indian e-commerce company paid eighteen hundred rupees, or roughly thirty dollars, to acquire thirty dollars that time to acquire a customer. They paid that much to acquire a customer. I knew that this is a faster way to, to achieve bankruptcy. I was, I said, the most analytical department at, at shop, Blues has to be a marketing team rather than a finance or analytics team. So, We used a lot of things which were very smartly crafted. We started collaborating with a third-party seller. They would sell deodorant for 160 rupees in retail. We told them that we can push a few hundred to a few thousand. I said, okay, how about two days and 600 deodorants. He said, sure. Now I say deodorant, Adidas deodorant for 9 rupees at shop clues. Only on Tuesday at 11 a.m. and no cash for delivery. Last four months before this deal, I was only selling 18 orders per day. After And I had 8,800 registered users in four months, I remember. After the first deal of deodorant, we sold 4,000 deodorant in two, three hours. I registered users went up from eight thousand eight hundred to thirty thousand. Next next day onwards, my daily or any order without discount and promotion were not eight to twenty per day. They were actually two hundred. This is such an amazing growth hack. And did you raise more
1: funds after this kind of growth? Would have definitely needed more funds, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we raised one point nine five million from fifteen of my friends. After when we came to India, within three months. When we were still doing 18 orders and we did not have a courage, but we were funded with our Series A by ACVC. And after this kind of growth, within five months, we started getting a lot of inbound interest. For that time, we did India's biggest, probably Series A. We did India's biggest Series B. It it looks very paltry and small now. It was 4 million that time for Series A and it was around 10 million for Series B. And when did you achieve Unicorn? valuation? We achieved unicorn valuation in 2000, end of 2014. Okay. So three within three
1: years of starting. Amazing.
0: Fourth year of operation, we reached our unicorn status. That time it was fifth unicorn in India and fastest to reach India unicorn level that time. And we had spent only 70 million to reach a unicorn level. And l- l- give me like a... Summary
1: of that growth curve, like obviously, you would have run out of office space and you
0: would have needed to scale up that, that scale up, absolutely. So, Akshay, we launched Shop Clues commercially under closed beta. Only if you lied us through Facebook, you'll get a user a password to access shopclues.com. We did that on 21st November 2000, 2011. Until I mentioned to you this nine rupee deodorant, this was on March 2012. So let's say November to March, four months, we were only doing on an average 20 orders per day. But literally after the two deals, we reached 200 orders per day. By April of 2012, we reached 400 orders per day. By August, we were already at 2000 orders per day. So it looked like 2000 looked like so small from 20 to 2000 around eight, nine months was right. And by December 2012, we were actually north of 10,000. By December 2000, north of 1,000. By December 2013, I would say 100,000. And by December 2014, by the time we knew two months before the word knew that we are unicorn would be around 400,000. This is like June 2013. I've been now running shop news for several years. And it first time, rather than feeling like headless chicken. First time I'm feeling that looks like we have arrived. And the month I thought we have arrived will be eventually profitable, eventually unicorn, eventually public company. Is the month I travel to USA. Where I travel every six months since I moved to India because I mandate my active green card. And one of the conditions was that I must be back in USA every six months. So, in July 2013, I go to U.S. for two weeks. This is 29 July 2013. I am coming back with my ex-wife, my two and all of sudden like a Hollywood movie. I have not even got down from the car. Police cars come and surround us in a shitty shape so that we cannot back our car and run and it says FPI and they say, who is Sandeep Agarwal and I get out and I say, I'm Sandeep Agarwal and they hand over a document to me and say, sir, you are arrested. I said, for what? They said, when you were analyst in 2009, you provided some information to a client of viewers and insider trading information. So we ordered from a judge to arrest you. And right in front of my kids and ex-wife, they arrested me. They even removed laces from my shoes, either fearing that I would strangulate them. It was exactly the Hollywood movie you would have seen. Everyone is crying. Everyone is in shock. They take me to a facility. I have no idea where they are taking me, but they gave that name of that facility to my ex-wife. Only thing I know is... I'm handcuffed, sitting with two cops on a back seat. On a walkie-talkie, they are saying, he is in our possession. They are informing someone I could tell in New York. Then I recognize this is Beria, this is Silicon Valley. I lived there for a dec- decade and a half. I know they take me towards outskirts of San Francisco and near to the Chevron oil refinery. And they keep me, they take me inside a facility, which was a, an overnight cell. We had someone who got a traffic ticket, someone who was too drunk to drive, someone who had domestic violation, someone who was whatever, was kept overnight. It was not a jail. but mm-hmm. it was it was Like a temporary holding cell kind. Hold it was a holding cell for an overnight. I, they took me inside. Next 5 a.m. Like this is now, I'm in that cell for 10 hours. They take me new FBI office in San Francisco, where they create this mugshot for me, which you have seen in a movie, me holding a like my height, right? And then I'm presented in front of a judge in a federal court. I was given bail and I was asked that your case is being transferred to a judge at New York. So uh, I
1: have one fundamental question here. Generally, insider trading is... Brought against employees of a company who, by virtue of being employed at a company, they have access to privileged information.
0: Absolutely. Let me clarify that insider trading definition is you are in possession of something which is confidential and inside information not publicly available. So, one, right? Inside information not publicly available. And you acted on that information and made money. All four things have to happen. In possession of information, it is non-public, it is material. I had a coffee with Bill Gates is not a material information. You are in a possession of information. It is material, non-public. You acted upon it. Means you did not ignore it. You acted upon it in your benefit and you made much out of it. All five conditions have to happen for it to be called as our breaking the law. This was originally designed to your original question for two types of people. One is working in a company and giving and compromising with his fiduciary responsibility to give that information to an outsider. Or it was designed for the buy side people who will use that information to out trade. And make yes. but I was a sense of analyst, right? I did. It was in government record that I did not trade and did not. I did not make money. How so did it, this affect <laughs> morale uh, at shop Cruise? Oh, so of course, anybody who got my role or other roles, they were not trained. They were not ready. Everyone I was to shop Cruise What Bill Gates was for Microsoft or Mike Zuckerberg is for Facebook. No different. So it was a role, lo, low morale. I asked my team members three things. One, senior members, I said, you will never fight with each other. You will never have insecurity from each other. And in months, even if this company pays you nothing, you are not leaving. And I told everyone else that guys work 50% harder and we will write a history. So, so I will have sometimes sessions. I'll write some long emails to keep the out. I was a very fatherly figure. So, morale was a problem. I knew that company was dependent on me. So, I didn't care about any of my recognition or getting paid for my effort. But I made sure that company successfully raised Series D and E. Oh, okay. Then and D and E happened in this period when you were in the US. I knew. I I resigned in October 2013. And I knew the company would be dependent on me at least until... December 2015, the company was fundamentally very strong and it was the most differentiated company with the best unit economics. Because of that, and in half, all this happened, Akshay, I was in USA for 15 months. By the way, all this time, C, D, and E, all three happened. Series C was already happening. In fact, that was one of the reasons why I was in USA when my legal case was happening. So, after C, I saw while I was still in USA, I saw a lot of evidences that until my legal case is going on, it'd be almost impossible for me to come back to shock cruise. And every six months I could tell where I'm reducing my dependent shock dependency on me and creating independent asset independent of me, thus helping that company to last forever. My primary job was to make sure I My family, kids, wife, parents, they stay afloat. Shop lose does not go belly up. And on the way, I don't lose me in terms of don't die. These were literally my four survival techniques. And I would say human survival on its best. I recommended one of my team members as a potential CEO. But I told my board members that these people run the company and I'm not dying. I may not be able to serve the company as executive, but because if I am there and for me to communicate to them and showing that things are getting done is much better than you bringing Harvard MBA, working with X McKinsey. You did great resume and if I had only your GE responsibility matrix scoring very high. But if I don't have a good chemistry, in my view, the company will still fail. Because this is not a 30-year-old Fortune 100 companies which are professional CEO now can run. And the founder for a unique peculiar circumstances cannot serve as a CEO. But he's not dead and he's not brain dead either. So, with much of their reluctance, they still accepted my recommendation. And that gave me a lot of confidence that I will be able to save this company, even if I'm not running day-to-day operations. And then, the day came, 8th November 2013, that while it took seven years, finally, they dismissed and dropped all charges against me. But during that time, a we were because of all the preparation and even while I was there, I was able to guide my team, build products, innovation, drive business. We were able to close series next series of capital in March 2014. After that, I knew that at least for the next fifteen months. To two years, capital will be not the reason why this company will go belly up. So I was already one notch higher in terms of my ability to make sure shop users does not go belly up. On the other hand, I was getting a message from my attorney that your corporation is so coming to an end. So I said, what's next for me? And while I was quite down and under I was very clear that I wanted to be the king of my hill again and I started working on multiple ideas. I created, I wrote down 52 different ideas which I thought would help me create a billion dollar company. Each one could be a billion dollar company. That time it was still Shop was a fourth unicorn. so. Even, it was, even during my legal case, it was not that common to think about a unicorn. So these 52 ideas, all I knew could create a billion-dollar company. Because I was already one time a successful entrepreneur and a top-ranked Wall Street analyst, I utilized all my training and exposure to now come up with a little bit more methodical and scientific framework how do I want to go about shortlisting the idea I will finally pursue? So I use screens such as large addressable opportunity, technology as a center point, high gross margin, asset light model. It can perhaps handle it for some time from USA. Something I am passionate about. It may not require huge amount of capital. Why I like Droom? was A. India was the fifth largest automobile market in the world. Unlike electronics, computer, mobile, fashion, travel, online was among the least online penetrated category. And I saw for 140 years, automobile and selling has no disruption. I thought with the use of technology and mobile and AI and IoT and many other things, an ecosystem and platform approach, I can create a 21st century automobile buying and selling platform. And so that's how I ended up choosing Droom. And you had used cars as your focus area right from the beginning? Yes. So whatever we do, even till day, that was completely documented, written part of the original vision from the day one. While there's nothing wrong in pivot, I'm typically not a big fan of pivoting. I like one vision, you may take your own time to develop it and vision can evolve. But I am not a big fan of pivoting to a very dramatically different opportunities. But then, I was able to secure the funding. I started thinking about the idea rather than not being able to move on beyond purpose Then I was able to get a VP of engineering who was VP of engineering in one of my friend's startup to join me. He also brought another very senior, highly experienced engineer. And all of a sudden, And then I started paying $800 a month to another distant friend of mine who ran one company and who said, "For oh, I'll give you one room, free internet, free printer, free water, $800 to pay me and take one room at the office. There was no co-working space like we were, etc. that time. So I paid 800 dollars to him. I, my EPF engineering that another senior engineer who started working out of that, all of a sudden fell like day one of shop I contacted the landlord who was the landlord when I was building shop clues, a smaller building from where shop clues originally started. I pinned him and I said, Hey, do you have by chance that building? from where we started shoploose and we operated until last year. He said, yes, nobody occupied that building. So I said, can I take two floors? He said, sure. So from August 2014 until 21st November 2014, I plus 20 more people probably got three hours per day sleep, worked extremely hard and launched the full-fledged India's 1st ever b B2C pure play e-commerce for automobile app on 21st November, 2014. By then, we had already 30 to 35 employees.
1: How did you get inventory to this? So what you launched was a consumer-facing app or something where the sellers or the dealers can...
0: Our, our, it was a full-fledged platform where consumer will come, look, search, buy, and buy, and dealers and individuals will be able to list And automobile which they want to sell using our platform. So it was a full platform. But did you have supply in place when you launched? Yes, we were able to get 15 to 20 automobile dealers in Mumbai and New Delhi and around 50 to 100 automobiles. And every day we kept on increasing the supply. Okay, okay, okay.
1: You told me about some of those go-to-market strategies you used for shop blues, like the flash sale with trend. Can you tell me some of those go-to-market strategies or those growth strategies that you use for Droom? Because Absolutely. you have to now build both sides, the supply Absolutely. side. And-
0: Absolutely, Akshay, that's a very... It does not matter how disruptive, innovative you are. In the internet businesses, in addition to disruption... You almost have to, to pamper users to change their legacy habits. So, from 21st November 2014 until 7th January 2015, we sold zero automobile because none of these strategies were at place and it was not easy for any Indian. Forget about our 200 rupees best-selling book or our brand new silly box smartphone this was a used car in a low-trust market. So, we sold no automobile from 21st November 2014 until 7th January 2015. How we were able to get our first order on 7th January 2015 bars, we said we sold a Pajaj Pulsar motorcycle 2012 model. Usually costing eight hundred dollars or thousand or let's say sixty thousand rupees, we sold it for nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. So this was
1: like a special offer, like right? let's say a uh, flash sale.
0: It, yes. So while we sold only one motorcycle and that to around thousand dollar loss, or maybe eight hundred dollar loss, probably half million people that day came to know about Broom because a three-year-old motorcycle only available for $120, $30 versus 1000 was very viral and it caused unmatchable homo among users. Right? After that, we created more of different platform, different programs. Car for $99,999, Harley Davidson, for 49,999. We had India's biggest bike Mela, India's biggest car club, Sunday automobile market. And we created various different type of properties. They all were viral, FOMO, and created, and people will come to do the auto. We also started a program called Go Set Helmet, where you could buy a six hundred rupees high quality helmet. Only for nine rupees. The helmet had a book branding. And every time we will run that sale, in one hour, 12,000 helmets will get sold. People thought that we buy this helmet for seven rupees and sell for nine rupees and make two rupees profit. It was very common during that time if you're traveling to national capital region of New Delhi, that you're standing on a traffic light in your car, sir, buy. Two-wheeler rider may have a helmet written room on it. We experimented a lot of things. Only one door. So we did lot of these things, and these were enough for people to start coming to know about room. But, but uh, I have a question
1: here. Like in Chop Clues, when you sell a product, it's easy that you just have to have a logistics partner who goes and delivers it to the home or the buyer. But that's not the case here. So h- how did the sale happen? Because
0: yeah, the- no. So by the way, how room works is you come on room, create your requirements. Let's say you say I'm looking for a Toyota Fortuner, 2018, white color, in New Delhi, under 20 lakh rupees. Right. Then based on the existing supply, our algorithms will match with the vehicles, and you'll get that you'll get a message that Hi Akshay. We found seven automobiles which match your requirements. After that, you pay 3% of automobile value to us on a credit card, debit card, net banking or mobile wallet. That money is kept in escrow and then the vehicle is certified for you. And if the certification has been cleared, we will bring that automobile to you. And you test drive it and if you like it, you pay remaining 97%. And if you don't like it, you get 3% refund, which was kept in escrow as a booking fee. So that's how room operates. And that would be how you operate today, right? When you started, was it like this? Yeah. Rather than bringing the vehicle to you, when we operated that time, the sell- buyer will go to that, we will connect buyer and seller. And they will meet and close the transaction. But the drawback was that oftentimes they will bypass us we will have their own site. But we had many of this, but that taught us a lot of things in terms of how we can enhance our own value proposition that even when buyer and seller know each other, still our platform is not bypassed or 250 lakh rupees buyer surety, or return or various things which we offer, which the dealer would not offer you. And we found over the years that a buyer will be less likely to bypass us for a 3% saving because that's the only saving he'll be able to drive is bypassing room, because that is a fee we we'll charge from a dealer, and often and, and in long run we also realize that a dealer who was doing very well on our platform would not like to bypass us because he would not like to give up. He would not like to bypass us where the platform is contributing annual two hundred percent growth rate for him.
1: Yeah what is this certification thing that you said that you certify the car what do you mean by that we
0: actually unlike shop Clues where we created India's first ever marketplace but with one thing different is that we were the first marketplace globally to take care of the last mile delivery because we did not think the small businesses were in india were ready at that time to even understand the e-commerce forget about the last mile delivery and fulfillment but when i was doing room it was not a brand new sealed in item which can be sent through a courier It required, it was a used car, right? So we built certification service. So we built a product called Orange Book Value, which is India's de facto standard for used vehicle pricing. It gives you fair market value of any used vehicle. Then we built a separate app for automobile inspection called Eco, which you can download from Android. And 13,500 auto mechanics in 1,000 cities, Use our proprietary technology, including AI toolkit and IoT device to certify our used vehicle. And third, we create a product called Doom History, which has a 200 million automobiles, historical record, such as uh, previous owners, disputed title, theft history, outstanding auto loan. So using value for pricing, eco for inspection, history for historical record, We were able to certify any used vehicle anytime, anywhere in India. Cheaper, better and faster than a manual way of certifying our used automobile. And then Droom Oste is our last mile delivery which will bring the vehicle to you or take it. And Droom Credit is our service from Droom which makes loan and insurance possible. So you think about Droom.in or Droom apps as an e-commerce platform. OED ECO and history for certification, DROVE credit for loan and insurance, and DROVE velocity for the last mile delivery or return. That's how we build a platform, plus multiple ecosystem services, very similar to solar Very similar to solar system. Oh. Tell me about DROVE history, how do so, you build that? Every year, roughly 5.5 million used and new cars are sold in India. Every year, 18 million new two-wheelers like motorcycle and scooter and 40 to 45 million used motorcycle and scooters are sold. In But the install base of the last 30, 40 years in terms of vehicles still in use, not 30, 40, 50 million, it is 250 million. So, Groom History has built India's largest national repository for used vehicle historical record. So, when you, whenever you are buying a used automobile, as a buyer, you want to know number of prior owners, disputed title, theft history, outstanding auto loan, any natural calamity damage such as flood damage to the rust under the car or accident claims from the insurance company or outstanding auto loan. Boom history is India's largest national repository with 200 million plus automobiles, historical record as a database and on demand by entering the automobile registration number you can get a history of that automobile so this product is work in progress some of these products are available in some other countries but there the mandate was undertaken at a government level right we are a startup company we folded our sleeves and started we said still something is better than nothing and over the years we were able to cross more than 200 automobiles for some vehicle i may have zero historical record Some vehicle, I may have four to five historical records. And the best product, I may have up to 45 different historical records for a single vehicle. And this is, again, free to use. Does it act as a marketing tool? Like people say, like the way you mentioned about Orange Book Value is the beginning of the funnel. So this one is also work like that. We have also a vehicle finder service, which also work like that. But yes, when it comes to automobile certification, these products are used in that time. And for end users, they are free, but we do, we are experimenting with our premium offering. So, for example, for a 150 rupees, you get a very detailed valuation report from Orange Book Value. And for about 100 rupees, you can get a premium historical certificate for any used vehicle. Independent of whether you are buying or selling. Tell me about Drew credit. So do you like tie up with NBFCs and banks? We we have tied up with dozens of NBFCs. We did not sell loan and insurance in our first six years of operation. Sometimes we feel very stupid about it because in automobile, you can make more money from loan and insurance than by selling automobile. But we did not have a luxury of having a pricing engine, inspection engine, history and many other services which did not exist in India period, independent of who is providing them. So we, ha- we as a company, our strategy was to build all the basic plumbing work for India so that the digitization of this category can happen. So during that time, unfortunately, we did not get bandwidth to sell low insurance. And because we were asset light and we were technology heavy with low burn rate, we did not mind only making money through transaction take rate and letting go very lucrative loan and insurance op- offered for multiple years. But a uh, year back, we started tying up a lot of banks and NBFC. And now at the time, if we are able to attach loan or insurance, when you buy a car from Room, we are able to make money from that. So uh, do you Would we
1: earn for providing leads or do you also provide some uh, underwriting support? Neither of the two.
0: We have done, by the way, both. They don't work, right? Lead we lead. We want to. We are a e-commerce performance-based e-commerce company, and we like it that way. And underwriting, in my view, banks and lot of other companies are already not very comfortable funding a used car, and then they can't give really the underwriting decision to someone else. We build is we build very advanced technologies for underwriting, credit risk scoring, and many other things. I in hindsight, I feel they were way ahead of their time. So, right now, we really do a good job of attaching loan and insurance. Underwriting, loan approval, interest rate, terms are decided by the lending partner. We get between 150 basis point on a low side, up to 300 basis point on a high side as a one-time finding fee on a successful dispersal of the loan and 19.5% insurance premium as our take rate. From the insurance writer, like you rightly
1: pointed out, the problem with used car lending is nobody wants to do it. Yeah. Is there a way for you to solve that? To see, because it, a more robust underwriting and
0: do like a FLDG. Akshay, nobody wanted to do the used car, but everyone had a strong desire to do it. But for them, the risk and reward did not was not encouraging enough. And the reason was in used car, for lender or for insurance company, there are four problems. Number one, who is a seller? Can I trust him? Second, how do I know the exact price of the automobile? Third, is that, how do I know the exact condition of the automobile? Fourth, are the documents genuine? If these four things are answered for a lender or insurance company, they would not mind Funding a used car or writing an insurance policy for a used car. For DROOM, these things were manual. Now for pricing, you have orange book value. For condition, you have ECO. For documents, you have history. And seller is actually for all practical and optical purposes DROOM. DROOM will not sell any automobile until while legally and accounting wise, the car is not does not belong to us because we are a just-in-time supply model with a cloud dealership concept. But for all practical and optical purpose, I'm the seller, I'm giving the return, I'm giving the certification. That is exactly how Droom operates. So That is how we have been able to create a more meaningful sense in this uncharted territory. And we are finding lenders more comfort around the availability of information which did not exist in a scientific and comprehensive manner before Droom. But would there be an opportunity to have
1: Better earning if you went deeper into it in terms of not taking just a
0: lead generation fees, but actually taking a spread and that's right. Akshay. So first of all, just to sorry, but just to clarify, even today it is not lead, it is a performance-based take rate. Like we get two and a half percent on a successful sale of a loan product. So just one thing. Second to answer your question, yes, my feeling is we would like to have so much more data before we go there in a big way. We did acquire one NBFC three years back, which we run it. We have done, we have taken limited capital exposure, but have done tens of thousand transactions, but very limited capital exposure. And we think we would like to keep it no capital risk model for a few years. And after that, if we feel we know enough to be dangerous. Is when yeah, no, this is like a few years away, basically. You're yeah. not confident yet. Of but even, yeah, but right now, even if I am able to successfully attach loan and insurance at a country's at the attach rate, which is our average of India, I'm still able to double versus how I make as my income today. Our job is to create a selection. I can have a prime, somewhat prime, sub, sub, uh, somewhat subprime, and completely subprime lender. I can have interest, India's lowest interest rate and I can have its highest interest rate and my job is to make sure buyers find their best vehicle and the lender whose terms are matching with what they can afford and what they deserve they th- uh, and they should get. Okay, 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 got it, okay. And tell me about the Velocity. So, this is again through gig workers. But more velocity. velocity is a little bit more either room and operating or a network of vendors partnerships. So, we have two, three versions of the last mile delivery. In one place, one is where we will coordinate in a much more controlled environment, a meeting between buyer and seller and for the exchange of vehicle and completion of documentation. Second one is I will have room driver Bring the car from a dealer after it is booked online from by the buyer to the buyer location. If he likes it, he will close the transaction there, then and there only. Or he will bring a, if he does not like the vehicle, it will go back to the seller. And third option is we pick up the automobile and bring it to our fulfillment center, where it goes through a much more detailed evaluation, sometimes cleaning, polishing, buffing, etc. And then we keep place it on a flatbed truck and deliver it. The buyer. And uh, how do you give the return guarantee, uh, which the seller is not giving? The seller and, make it yeah. seller's job is only sourcing and refurbishment, certification, selling, loan, insurance, return, warranty, and deliveries. And how we get, so any vehicle you buy at Doom, you can get up to 50 lakh rupees or 100,000 US dollar warranty for the first six months. That is based on final certification done by us that create a baseline. And this warranty is anything new which is found out. In the next six months, on top of the baseline, and what is the split between two wheeler versus four wheeler like? Currently, this around fifteen to sixteen thousand automobiles a month, and uh, two third of those will be cars. One third will be the uh, two wheelers. In terms of GM, ninety to ninety two percent will be car. and eight to ten percent will be two wheelers because of the price difference. What is your path to profitability? Can you help me understand the economics of it? What yes. is the current? If we have been a contribution margin positive since September of 2020. And what does that mean is our current revenue is sufficient to recover 100% of marketing, 100% of cost of goods sold and 100% of any other variable expenses. So this is CM3 positive. What we don't recover with our current revenue, with our current scale is fixed expenses for technology and GNA. And, and sorry, what is the other thing? Technology and general administrative overheads. Basically, anything fixed to run drone. Right? That's the only thing we are not recovering. And as we start selling loan and insurance our scale, bring efficiency marketing, or improve our conversion, any of these four can make company profitable. Reality is we are doing all four. And we will achieve success, varied degree of success in all of those four. I will bring in another
1: founder who I interviewed, what I learned from that founder, there is this company called Credar which does used bikes and they have, again, the same approach that focus on supply. And so instead of their own warehouses, they are creating Credar franchisee owners who are completely controlled by the company. And these franchisee owners are provided the supply of bike. They work with the garages, so they don't own a garage, but they work with garages to get the refurbishment done the franchisee owner puts in the investment for the inventory, so which takes care of that inventory problem. And so this Credar showroom then becomes a way to do the at scale while still being somewhat asset.
0: Yes, right. So on a supply side, uh, theoretically, we are doing a little bit like that, but I would say more evolved and more scalable model in the sense these dealerships already exist. These do- dealerships already exist. Since Droom started, we had 3,12,000, 12,000, 12,000, dealerships signed up on our platform and they applied to become a cloud dealer. We have are approved 7% of them. So 21,600 of them have been granted right to be that cloud dealer. Then they commit their supply to us. So every physical store, employees, actual inventory, all those is their responsibility, their headache and their expenses. And then we have, as I mentioned, we have Orange Book Value, Eco at History for Certification, and our website and app for selling, Drone Credit for Loan and Insurance. And this is, in my view, is a more evolved, more heavy on technology, less the most asset light and very scalable model, where two different parties basically come together and create the best of both worlds: sourcing and repurposement. In my view, nobody can do cheaper, faster, and better than small mom and pop dealer who is deeply entrenched into the local city local neighborhood. And because he is not also suffering from an agent principal dilemma, because he is also the owner of those six, eight cars, which is sourced by him. So he will babysit them and give them highest respect, love, and attention. And nobody can do certification, selling, loan and insurance delivery cheaper faster better than us so it's a very unique combination and in our view, this model is scalable it's asset light it uniquely overcomes india's characteristics of some constraint which you may have heard from different categories from different founders tell me about
1: ipo plan like you uh, i believe are intending to do an ipo what is the thought process behind it why do you wish to do an ipo and if you could talk a bit about that
0: Akshay, I, when I moved to India to start Shopclues, I always took, always as an entrepreneur, I always take a long-term approach. I always believe it takes six, eight years minimum to create a world-class company. And if you are creating a world-class company, which is built to last, then one logical natural progression for that company is actually going public. So I had a same plan for Shopclues and I had a same plan for Droom. So Droom, from the time I founded Droom, we wanted to for this company to go public, so in the first half of November 2021, we filed $400 million IPO for our Indian subsidiary here for an IPO in India to, for a plan of listing on a Bombay stock exchange and national stock exchange. And we got the approval from both stock exchanges several months back, and uh, we are progressing with the main regulator called Security Exchange Board of India for the final approval. And we are following the process well-defined in this country. My last question to you, how did
1: COVID change business world, Drew? Did it change any of your internal processes? Did it change your strategies, your marketing strategies? Or did it change the metrics, the
0: kind of revenue? What was the impact of COVID? Actually, that's a fantastic question. We had seen, I would say, a new high, new low. Both in COVID. When the COVID happened from 2014 until 2018, we were always very proactive in terms of raising capital and having access to capital more than what we needed. Although we are very frugal, very asset light, unlike other players in this category, we need maybe one tenth of what they need to build our company. But when COVID happened, unfortunately, we found ourselves in a place where we had decent amount of capital. But still not as as much as if the COVID were to last for, for several years. And then while we were the only pure play e-commerce company, we were not bleeding anywhere close to others. But India had a complete lockdown, if you remember, in the first phase of COVID. So for four months before COVID, our largest month was $93 million in GMB per month. And we sold on a peak, maybe 12,000 automobiles in a peak month before COVID. But in in April, May, June, July, that 93 million was less than 2 million a month. Wow. Yeah, nobody would be buying here. Instead of 12,000 automobiles, it was probably low double digit, right? So, very bad time for a few months. It taught us a lot of other things. We were already frugal, but we took the definition of frugality and measurement and data to a next level. Then what happened by July, we started seeing some signs of business recovery. But this time, in fact, we did start seeing something which we did not see since we started until COVID is much more rapid adoption of e-commerce in the automobile category. So from July until November of 2020, we were now, November was became our first month after the seven, eight months of COVID where we were bigger than even the prior to COVID, which in my view, very few companies independent of any category can claim. And then I would say in next one year, we were able to more than double our business in less than one year and with a far better unit economics, better measurement, and even much more clearer strategy and vision. Did you have customer acquisition cost come down because of COVID?
1: Because you... Probably a lot more people would be searching and organically reaching
0: Actually, four years back, 8 to 10% of our total traffic was organic. Right now, this would be early to mid 30%, right? Then for four years, three years back, less than 20% of the total traffic was free, which is basically organic, direct, or app-based. That is close to 60% now. Absolutely, from number of people coming to Droom unsolicited without a paid ad or more dealers becoming cloud dealers, supply of new automobiles making to our platform. metric by metric, we saw all of our major KPIs, which really matter, improved very dramatically.
1: Amazing. And like you did twelve thousand in 2019-20,
0: what is your peak number currently? like? Right? From the 12,000 vehicles? Our peak month could be close to seventeen thousand, seventeen uh, 17 to 18,000.
2: So that was Mr. Sandeep Agarwal telling us about his fascinating and remarkable journey of conceptualizing and building Droom. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you like the Founder Thesis podcast, then do check out our other shows on subjects like marketing, technology, career advice, books, and drama. Visit thepodium.in That is, D-H-E-N-P-O-D-I-U-N
0: dot I-N for a complete list of ownership.